Hello and welcome to another Maramara Baptist Church podcast. We hope you enjoy today's message. Hi everyone. Oh, that's loud. Morena. They let me back up here. Not 100% sure why. The oldest learner preacher they could find, perhaps. I don't know. However, I was reading in Psalm 71 recently. It told me that God got me when I was an unformed youth. And he taught me all I know. Well, that's true. But then goes on to say that I'm old and grey, I should pass that knowledge on to a new generation. So see, I'm allowed to be here. It's Advent, the lead up to Christmas, the silly season, the time of added stress. How are you going with your walk with Jesus through this time? How's your relationship with him going? Are you finding rest through it all? Have you found that peaceful stream you can sit beside and be refreshed? I hope so. But Advent is so much more than that. Advent is looking forward to the day when we celebrate his coming, his advent, his arrival. That's why we spend these four Sundays reminding ourselves just who he is. And you know we're looking through the prophetic words spoken by Isaiah in chapter 9. And verse 6 is a springboard. Let me just remind you what it says. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. So today being the second Sunday of Advent, we're going to consider the fact that he, Jesus, is called Mighty God. Mighty God. Powerful God. I'm reminded of the three verses of John, the first three verses of John chapter 1. And it says, in the beginning, the word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him, and nothing was created except through him. The Word, Jesus, existed in the beginning with God. That just takes so much to get your head around. In fact, I don't think you can. But he was God. And God created everything through him. I picture it a bit like this. God says to Jesus, go on, do it. And he flung all the stars into space. Woohoo! All in order. All in their right place. Creating incredible patterns for us to discover. And we're still discovering more. The bigger the telescopes we put into space, the further we can see. What seem like single stars are in fact entire galaxies. 
He even put messages out there for us to find. It's only just recently been discovered, that one. That's my Jesus. If you want to learn more about all of this space stuff, go and see Trevor. He's the spacey-looking guy sitting over there. Let's get a little bit closer to Earth, closer to home. Our moon orbiting the Earth at exactly the right speed so it doesn't crash into us or wander off into space. Spinning on its own axis that we only ever see the one face. That's one revolution per orbit. And it's exactly the right size so that when we get a total eclipse, the moon exactly fits into the disk of the sun. That's my Jesus. That was no accident or chance happening. That was him. What about earth itself? The place he made specifically for us to inhabit. Detail. Absolutely amazing. All the seasons. Life. Life in all its myriad forms. My Jesus did that. My Jesus did that. By his word, he did that. And he made you. And he made me. Humans. The highest point in his creation. He made each of us absolutely unique. Not just in appearance, but in personality as well. You made me, you made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvellous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. The utter complexity alone of the chemistry, just the chemistry that allows our bodies to function is absolutely mind-blowing. Just take an example. We take in food. There are systems for breaking it down to particles that are so small they can pass through a membrane into our blood system and transported to the squillions of cells that process it for each of the systems that we need. A system for energy, a system for movement, a system for repair, a system for growth, one to protect us from infection, a system of senses, a system of thought and memory, a clean-up system and a waste disposal system. All are interwoven. They don't operate independently of each other. They're complete. As another version of that psalm puts it, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Why, Jesus did that. He made me. 
He knows me intimately. He knows the number of hairs on my head. He knows all my thoughts, all my desires, all my faults, all my foibles. Every little detail. And yet, he still loves me. One little video to sum all this up, and I promise you I've finished with all the science-y stuff. Incredible, isn't it? Absolutely beyond incredible. He shall be called Mighty God. In Hebrew, El Gabor. Powerful one. God, the Almighty One. The word Gabor comes from the root word meaning to prevail, to be strong. It stresses his divine power as a warrior. El Gabor, mighty warrior. The Jews in Jesus' day knew this. They knew the Isaiah passage by heart. They knew Messiah. They knew Messiah. They knew that Messiah had to come as a mighty warrior. They also knew that about the, the Davidic covenants that promised Israel's borders would stretch from the Euphrates River in the north to the Wadi of Egypt in the south. Here comes our mighty warrior, Hosanna. He's going to drive out the Romans and return our land to us but they got their timing wrong. Jesus was here to establish the new covenant. The day is coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and Judah. This covenant will not be like the one I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand and brought them out of the land of Egypt. They broke that covenant, though I loved them as a husband loves his wife, says the Lord. But this is the new covenant I will make with the people of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my instructions deep within them. I will write them on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. And this is my covenant with them, says the Lord. My spirit will not leave them. And neither will these words I have given you. They will be on your lips and the lips of your children and your children's children forever. I, the Lord, have spoken. He'd come to deal with the sin problem. He'd come that we might know him personally. He'd come that we might be filled with the Holy Spirit. But he is coming back. Amen. In Acts 1, Luke records the scene where Jesus was taken up to heaven and two angels appeared and said, 
Men of Galilee, why are you standing there looking into the sky? This same Jesus, who has been taken from you into heaven, will come back in the same way you've seen him go into heaven. The timing of all this Oh, hang on, something's gone wrong. That's the one I want. The timing of all this is up to God. There are prophetic writings that give hints like Revelation and Isaiah and Jeremiah and Daniel and Ezekiel and so on. Many people have tried to sort it all out and there are lots of different versions around. As an old pastor of mine once said, He'll come in God's time and they'll all get caught with their charts down. But one thing's for sure. He's going to come and he's going to rule on earth for a thousand years. He's coming as El Gabor. He's coming to sort out the chaos of earth. He's coming as warrior. To fulfill the Davidic covenant. He will sit on David's throne and he will restore order and justice and bring God's kingdom to earth. That's my Jesus. But there's another side of this I'd like to have us think about. Just humor me for a minute. Paul says in Romans 8, For all creation is waiting eagerly for that future day when God will reveal who his children really are. Against its will, all creation is subject to God's curse. But with eager hope, the creation looks forward to the day when it will join God's children in glorious freedom from death and decay. For we know that all creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. And Isaiah writes, In that day, the wolf and the lamb will live together. The leopard will lie down with the baby goat. The calf and the yearling will be safe with the lion, and a little child will lead them all. The cow will graze like a bear, and cub and the calf will lie down together. The lion will eat hay like a cow. Interesting. All creation is groaning. Sure is. Caitlin pointed out a few weeks back that the terrible job we as humans have done with looking after the earth. All creation is groaning. But that's not the picture in Isaiah. Here everything is at peace. Things seem to have been sorted out. El Gabor. Mighty warrior. Mighty Eco-warrior? Oh, only my Jesus can sort out climate change and restore things to order. Only Jesus can clean up the floating rubbish in the middle of the oceanic gyres, let alone the millions of tons of microplastic in the water. The immediate future of our earth doesn't look too flash, but he is coming back he's coming back to rule and reign the word says we will reign with him in all creation 
is waiting for the sons of God to be revealed so it can be free from death and decay. Just imagine what that would look like. El Gabor, mighty God, Jesus. And so this, re- this season of Advent, this time coming up to Christmas, this time we light the candles to signify those special things associated with Christmas. Caitlin, would you come up and light the candle? Thank you. Yay. Today, we light the joy candle. Christmas is a time we celebrate the God of the universe coming to earth as a baby, coming to deal with the sin problem, coming to allow us, the highest point in all his creation, to have a special relationship with him. What joy! Not happiness. Happiness is fleeting. Happiness is dependent on circumstances. Happiness is that feeling you find when that parcel under three under the tree has actually got something in it that you want. No. Joy is something that is deep down, something that wells up from within. Something that shouts, I know who my Redeemer is. Jesus. He has everything under control and my future is 100% secure. Amen? Amen. Musos, would you come up now? El Gabor. Mighty God. Jesus. My mighty warrior. I think that's a time we should be rejoicing. Amen? Let's stand together and read this. And read it like you mean it. Read it out. We'll all say it together out loud. Let's go. Lift up your heads, O you gates. Be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord, mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. Lift them up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is he, this King of glory? The Lord, Lord Almighty. He is the King of glory. Amen. Thanks for tuning in. If you want to connect with us more, find us on Facebook, Instagram, or you can send us an email through our church website, maramarabaptist.org. See you soon.